Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Greetings, friends. You are in for a treat today. This is another bonus episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. We finished Season 12 focusing on organ donation and transplantation a couple weeks ago. Last week, guest host Megan Tones interviewed heart transplant recipient Jordan D. Marcia about developing plastic bronchitis and how a heart transplant stopped the plastic bronchitis in its tracks. Jordan also talked to Megan about how he was immune-suppressed due to his heart transplant and then developed cancer. He is now a cancer conqueror, and today he's here to talk with Megan about his new goal. Enjoy an international program today featuring Megan Tones from Australia and Jordan DiMarcia from Canada in today's episode entitled Heart Transplant Recipient and World Traveler, Jordan DiMarcia. Take it away, Megan. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna. I'm Megan Tones and the guest host of today's program. This is a bonus episode of Season 12 of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is organ donation and transplantation. So I'm very excited for today's show to feature a seasoned traveller. He is here today to share his story with us about his heart journey and to help us better understand what he endured and why he needed a heart transplant. Jordan Marsha was born with transposition of the great arteries, or TGA. He had multiple open heart surgeries attempting to repair the problems his heart had, but unfortunately, they were not successful. And to complicate matters more, he developed a rare lung problem known as plastic bronchitis. Having both heart and lung problems, it became apparent that Jordan had to have a new heart. Anything less, and he just wouldn't make it. Luckily for Jordan, he received his heart transplant and the plastic bronchitis disappeared, making him the first known survivor of that potentially life-threatening illness, which is the reason he's on our program today. In addition to surviving plastic bronchitis, he has had to deal with cancer as well. He has a philosophy on life that he will share with us that is probably the key to how he cheated death over and over again. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, Jordan. Thanks so much. I'm happy to be here. Jordan, you are telling us that your goal is to visit all 196 sovereign nations of the world. Uh, You must have quite a love of travel, and that's what I want to talk to you about now. As a traveler myself, I know it's going to be really hard just to pick, you know, one or two stories, but can you tell us about a couple of your experiences you've had or countries that you've been to that have really left a lasting impression for you? The most memorable experience was the first time I decided to go off on this journey. I told my mom and dad what I was doing. They freaked out. I told my doctors. They freaked out. I bet they did. And then uh, I told them that I'd already bought the ticket. 
and I was going. <laughs> so I sold everything I owned, jumped on a plane to Thailand, and when I arrived in Bangkok, I stepped off the, the plane, got on the first bus that I could, took me all the way to Koh San Road, and just the craziness of it, the hustle, the constant noise, the, the rush, the the history, the beauty, it, it hit me like a rock, and I knew that you know, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. I just wanted to travel. That was in the beginning. After that, I decided to travel to Laos from Thailand by boat. And it was a two-day travel that consisted of staying on an island. Well, that island actually shut down all of its power after 8 o'clock. There was just candles everywhere. And there was children playing around in the street, shooting water guns at each other at like 10, 12 o'clock at night, just living life in Laos on this island with no power. And that was just unbelievable to see. In Myanmar, a group of us, around four, we arrived in Bagan at, uh, by bus at about 3 a.m. We dropped off all of our stuff in our hotel around four, grabbed some electric bikes, and went straight out for the pyramids. We had to scramble up to the top so we can get a good spot before sunrise. And seeing the sunrise over pyramids in, in Myanmar, in, in Bagan, was just, it was outstanding. Uh, that was just a few. I've got tons of these experiences that they're on parallel to each other. No, it's it's very moving travel. It it really does change you, I think. So you were saying back there that you really want to live life to the full and that you're completely unafraid now. But I was wondering, during your travels, have you ever had any um, kind of scary health experiences or had to go to a local doctor or hospital? Yeah. When I was in Pai in Thailand, it's the north of Thailand, I was driving on a dirt road with a bunch of friends, my bike had a pothole, the bike went one way, I went another way, and I ended up oh. getting road rash all the way up my arm, up the side of my, my lats and into my back. After I get my way to the, uh, the hospital, they had to actually use tweezers to pull out all of the rubble in my arm, down my back and, and everything before that they could start throwing alcohol on it and, uh, and actually patching me up. Ouch. I got lucky because it only cost me about $10 Canadian for the entire thing. That was the worst experience I ever had with having to go to a, a hospital there in a, in a foreign country. And did you find the language barrier was a, a bit of a problem with getting treatment? Yes. In some parts of these countries, the language is fine and other parts they're not. When I was in Thailand and Pai, it's honestly hit or miss. Like some people it's fluent and in that hospital it was don't know what's going on. So I basically had to point to things, pointing to the alcohol, pointing to the tweezers, pointing to the gauze, pointing to my, my scars and my road rash, and then making the actions in order for them to understand uh, what I was talking about and what had happened. I see. I had to go to a doctor uh, in Japan once and I had a, a cold and the doctor spoke English, but all of the other staff didn't. So I had a bit of an interesting time there too, trying to explain what was going on. It was funny. The doctor spoke perfect English and he actually had a son with CHD. So it have some interesting experiences for sure. Texas Heart Institute were offering us a mechanical heart and he said, no, Dad, I've had enough. Give it to someone who's worthy. My father promised me a golden dress to twirl in. He held my hand and asked me where I wanted to go. Whatever strife or conflict that we experienced in our long career together was always healed by humor. Heart to Heart with Michael. Please join us every Thursday at noon Eastern as we talk with people from around the world who have experienced those most difficult moments. 
forever by the Baby Blue Sound Collective. I think what I love so much about this CD is that some of the songs were inspired by the patients. Many listeners will understand many of the different songs and what they've been inspired by. Our new album will be available on iTunes, Amazon.com, Spotify. I love the fact that the proceeds from this CD are actually going to help those with congenital heart defects. Enjoy the music. Home tonight forever. You are listening to Heart to Heart with Anna. If you have a question or comment that you would like addressed on our show, please send an email to Anna Jaworski at Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. That's Anna at hearttoheartwithanna.com. Now, back to Heart to Heart with Anna. I was going to ask you a question now just about traveling. So I, I know technically you don't have CHD anymore, but... A lot of people with CHD would absolutely love to travel and do some of the things that you or I get to do, but they're a little bit worried about things like getting travel insurance or that they will be too tired or not well enough to travel. So I was just wondering how you coped with with these sorts of problems. I know that you mentioned that your doctors originally weren't too happy with you going, but obviously Uh, that didn't stop you. (laughs) No, I'm in a unique position where I'm 20 years post-transplant. Now, after traveling as much as I have, I can go to my doctors and say, this is where I'm going. And uh, they don't really bat an eye at me. When I was younger, we always had to clear it. I had to make sure, and this goes for, for children all the way to adults, you have to make sure that, first of all, you're in good health from a doctor's point of view. So you want to make sure that you can actually go to this place. You want to make sure that you have the right medicine with you. You want to have enough medicine. You have the right vaccinations for certain countries. Mm. Um, I would also say that if you're too tired or you don't feel up to it, you don't have to go to Thailand. You don't have to go to Australia or or Europe. Um, Like if you're in Canada or if you're in Australia or if you're in the US, you know, take a trip over to the next province or the next state. See how you're feeling. See what happens. Gauge yourself. Mm. And from that point, you'll be able to make a decision if doing something longer period is is suited for your for your position. I would never tell someone, hey, yeah, you know what? Just because you're in this position, I did it. You could do it. That's not that's not the case. Mm, no, that's really good advice, actually. I think. Thank you, Jordan. Before the break, you were telling us about your wonderful experiences with uh, traveling. It's uh, given me the travel bug again. That's for sure. You gave a bit of advice to us listeners about uh, maybe planning a shorter trip before going off on a longer one. So in this segment, I'd like to talk to you a little bit more about advice you have for others who would want to travel. For many people in the CHD community, travel insurance can be a bit of a barrier to going somewhere. I just wondered, uh, do you have to use trip insurance at all? If not, why not? And if you do use trip insurance, how difficult do you find it is to get if you've had a transplant? I do use it. I use BCAA here in Canada. But being 20 years post-transplant, they don't really bat an eye at me because Mm. I'm I'm so far post. When I was younger, I was able to use my dad's travel insurance with his company. But in terms of being less than, let's say, 10 years, there are certain companies travel insurance-wise that uh, specifically work with 
transplant recipients so that they can give them the best rate and allow them to actually travel. Uh, I do know that a lot of the time travel insurance companies will just turn you down. So it's best to do an actual search on Google, look up specific transplant travel insurance policies within your area, and you should be able to get travel insurance for you at an affordable rate. I 100% recommend it. If something happens to you and you have the insurance, you're covered. If something Mm. happens to you and you don't have it, you're in bigger trouble than anybody else because the costs are going to be through the roof. The couple of times that I've gotten sick overseas, if it's just a doctor's visit, I'll usually just pay for it. But if something happened and I had to go to hospital, I'd be really glad to have the insurance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's that's great advice um, to shop around. Another thing, obviously, with travel is that it, it can cost you a lot of money. A lot of people I know would love to travel. They just can't really afford it. Is there any advice you'd have out there for people who want to travel but might not have much in the bank? The first thing I would recommend is grab a little bit of a side hustle, something that you can do from home. There are companies online that will let you be a virtual assistant working 10 hours a week online with other companies around the world, which is actually what I do. I contract myself out to marketing companies in Australia, in the UK, and in the United States. And that helps me to travel almost full time. That's one way to do it. The other way is stop buying so many things you don't need. My friends talk to me about this all the time. And the first thing I say is, well, how many coffees do you buy a day? How many times are you buying buying a lunch? at the corner store or at Save On Foods or something like that. Uh, restrict what you're spending and just make the food at home. Take what you would have spent and then put it into like a little travel jar. And by the end of the year, you'd be really surprised how much you're actually saving. If you combine that with your little side hustle, yeah, you're good to go. You, you pretty much have a trip for next year. That's great advice. You know, I, I do the second one, restrict buying stuff that I don't need. And it, it's amazing oh, it's how much you can save that way. Yeah, I think the... The side hustle, that's a, an excellent idea as well if you've got time to do that. I think absolutely. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Jordan D. Marcia. I make videos on Facebook with other organ transplant recipients and my life after transplant as I travel across the world. Currently, I aim to be the first heart transplant recipient to visit all 196 countries in the world. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Jordan D. Marcia. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect or CHD community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Last question. I know a little bit about this because I've watched some of your videos, but not everybody has. So you'll probably want to expand on this one a little bit. For a lot of CHDs, illness is a bit of a barrier to travel. So they're a little bit worried if they go away somewhere that the stress and the travel will 
wear them out and they'll get sick. Do you have any advice for making life easier on yourself when you're traveling? When I'm traveling, I do things differently just because of how far post I am. Mm. And I, I tend not to listen to my doctors all the time. For everybody listening to this, don't do that. Please <laughs> listen to your doctors. I've done that too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it happens. I would recommend bring a mask with you if it makes you feel comfortable. Bring hand sanitizer. I, I have that on me all the time just mm. so you can keep away any bad bugs that could potentially harm you. Make sure you have all your vaccinations Clear it with your doctor so they know exactly where you're going. They, they can tell you the potential risks that are coming up. If you feel sick, if you don't feel up to it, if, if something comes up, and we're talking like a week out from when you're supposed to go somewhere, please don't go. Reschedule it, put it off, do something because it's not worth the one, two weeks or, or however long you're, you're traveling to somewhere fun and exciting for you to just get more sick than mm. you already may be just so you can say, oh, I've been to... X country or X state or X X province, right? Absolutely. Uh, just... uh, one one more thing I thought I'd check with you about is all your medication. I understand if you've had a transplant that you have quite a bit of medication that you have to take. What happens with that when you travel? Is it just a matter of getting a, a doctor's letter, making sure everything's in its original box, or is there anything kind of special that you've had to do with uh, any yeah. other places? I have an interesting story on that one. I just go to my doctors. I get uh, prescriptions filled out for however long I'm traveling, which is anywhere between three to six months at a time. Make sure I have everything in order. And I put them into a bag with a note from my cardiologist explaining mm -hmm. that these are all legal. These are for my heart and they keep me alive. And that seems to push away any people that want to take them away from me. I have never ever had an issue with anybody in any country even asking me about them. The only issue I ever had was when I tried to bring them from Canada into Thailand uh, via shipping it over because I didn't want to come home. I wanted to just stay out in the country and, and it ended up causing a huge problem. So I had to send them back. So don't do that. Just right. get a surplus, make sure you have enough and then go. I ran into a bit of trouble with my tablets one time, not that I had anything I wasn't supposed to have or anything like that. I think that when I was going into Japan, they just didn't really understand what I had. And they took me into a little room for about half an hour and they called up all these people. And then they stamped my passport and let me go. So I don't know what that was about. I usually just keep them to myself and don't show them unless I'm asked. It's the best yeah, way. Again, I've never had any major trouble either, which is which is good. I think you've given some really good advice for people with traveling because um, I know you're probably not in any CHD groups, but it comes up an awful lot. I should probably get in some just so I can start answering questions. It, it's hard for me, though, because I had the transplant at such a young age. Mm. I've had no real obstacles in my way other than going to my doctors and saying, hey, I'm going to go do this, and, and then just saying, okay, but don't be stupid. I'm the I'm the same with travel. Well, apart from having a bit of CHF, generally pretty good. So, like, as long as I'm sensible and I don't push myself too hard, I don't eat a bunch of salty food, I drink plenty of water, get plenty of sleep, I, I don't have any, any issues, really. I mean, that's why I get a bit annoyed with the travel insurance. They're like, oh, well, you have heart failure. We don't want to insure you. And I think, well... The biggest annoyance I had... 
Sorry? It was the biggest annoyance I had. I, oh, I right. Yeah, me too. I found a company that was like, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've found a, a couple that are that are usually okay, but they do charge a bit more, more yeah. which annoys me because I think, well, you give insurance for, you know, some young person to go to Bali and do silly things and hurt themselves, but you won't give insurance for me to go somewhere and be careful. That's, yeah. It, they're in yeah. the business of but I, I think, um, yeah, just that you've been on this show because we'll be promoting the show around CHD communities. And um, with the show, if, if you want, I'm sure we'll be able to promote like your, if you have a YouTube channel or a, a Facebook page or anything like that for people to go and follow you. Yeah, so everything, I, I do have YouTube. I don't touch it other than just throwing up a video. Uh, I focus more on my YouTube, Facebook watch channel just because I can drop $100 into a video and get 100,000-plus views on it and then retarget it just so that I can build that community to a point where I can do that full-time. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy to, to share your page around if, if you're comfortable with me sharing it, you know, anyone that has questions or anything, because you've got some really good videos on there that, that give some advice, you know, for staying healthy when you're away and... Yeah. And things like that, because I, I know when we went to Egypt, that was five years ago, I had to be very careful about water intake and yeah. food and things like that. And we had a, a private guide just because it was a bit dangerous to be there. Yeah, it's so fair. He was, he was really good with sort of looking after. He'd be like, oh, no, don't eat that thing. Put lemon juice on that before you eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was fantastic. And um, I'm just a little risky. I uh, I was specifically told not to go to India, and then I left to India from Sri Lanka because it's part of the 196 countries. So I had to oh, go. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And I basically emailed my doctor when I got to India. I was like, "Hey, so I'm in India, and um, I understand why you told me that I shouldn't come here because it's just extremely. Uh, it's not clean. Like mm. there's. It's, no, I haven't haven't been to India, but yeah, if I have heard, I don't know if it's true, but I, I heard that rumor, you know, that people eat with one hand and use the other one to kind of clean up after themselves. Yeah, it's it, it some yeah some areas yes, but for the most part that's I th just yeah a, I thought rumor, but there is yeah I thought that wouldn't be the case. There is truth to the the garbage in the streets, the smells. There's a, a tribe of cannibals that live on one end of the river and on the top end of the river is another tribe that burn their um their deceased and then send them down the river for religious reasons then at the bottom of the river the cannibalistic tribe takes that body out and they feed on it uh there's there's areas oh. where yeah no it's it's crazy there's areas where um we were told the first thing that i learned there was if you're gonna eat street food Anybody, it doesn't matter if you're organ recipient, CHD, anybody. If you're going to eat the street food, always go to a place where as many people as possible. And it's not because, oh, it's good street food. It's because the food is coming off the grill into people's mouths. I see, so, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that so, bacteria can't build up. Right, right. That makes sense. That makes yeah, sense. That's all I did. I would only go to places that had a ton of people. And that way I could roll up and be like, yeah, I'll have four of those, please. And it would be, <laughs> you know right there, make it for me into my hand, and it was done. 
Yeah, yeah, like you can get some great food that way, definitely. Jordan, I, I understand that you've got a Facebook page or, or a web page where you share some of your travel stories and make a few videos about your trips that you've been on. Would you like to share that with us? Absolutely. It's on Facebook. It's a watch channel, sort of like a TV show, and it's called Jordan D. Marcia. Jordan with an A and then M-A-R-C-I-A. Awesome. Well, anyone out there with CHD or who is a heart transplant recipient, make sure you check that page out if you want to go somewhere and, and see the world. Thanks so much, Jordan, for coming on the show today. It's been really inspirational for us to hear about how someone who had plastic bronchitis and cancer and received a heart transplant has been able to travel and do so much and live life to the fullest like you have. Thanks so much for having me on this on the show today. I know it's been been our pleasure. So that concludes this bonus episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thanks so much for listening today. You can find the show on YouTube. Just look up Anna's name. That's Anna Jaworski. That's J-A-W-O-R-S-K-I. And subscribe. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Heart to Heart with Anna is a presentation of Hearts Unite the Globe and is part of the Hug Podcast Network. Hearts Unite the Globe is a nonprofit organization devoted to providing resources to the congenital heart defect community to uplift, empower, and enrich the lives of our community members. If you would like access to free resources pertaining to the CHD community, please visit our website at www.congenitalheartdefects.com for information about CHD, the hospitals that treat children with CHD, summer camps for CHD survivors, and much, much more. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you have been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time.